Hello, everyone, and welcome to Clock Talk with Dr. Greg Brennan. Greg, we have 15 minutes to talk about breast cancer. So we all know what it is. However, it seems today that more and more people are being diagnosed with it. It seems like cancers in general are you know, becoming a lot more prevalent, sadly. So why don't you just walk us through the ABCs of breast cancer, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, 15 minutes on the most controversial topic in the world. That easy, no problem. Yeah, first thing is all my opinion. I'm not an oncologist, but I study this stuff in, in, in detail. <sighs> cancer is when a cell grows uncontrollably. That's what cancer is. Why are we increasing? What's the cause? But here's the thing. In my fields in OBGYN, I dealt with a lot of uh, breast exams, a lot of mammograms, biopsies, and things like that, trying to screen things out. When you look at the data, of what's going on with all these different theories, genetics theories, but there's a great guy, Thomas Seifold out of Boston, Boston, Boston University. He wrote a book called Cancers and Metabolic Disease. Great book. One of his theories on cancer in general is it may not be genetic because you find a lot of different types of genetic strains in a, say, a, a sample of a tumor. So his thing is, what's the step before that? And he's finding that, we know it's called the Warburg effect, the cancer cells do not grow in the in, in in what's called an oxygen called oxidation they, they use fermentation they use sugar only so some of his theories maybe it's a, it's too much sugar leading the metabolism that's one thing environmental the fake plastics the fake estrogens all that could be so a combination of a lot of stuff jim but the bottom line is obviously early detection is crucial most breast cancer is fine by the patient themselves by, by breast exam um so when we're talking about breast cancer and what we do here at optimal bios hormones hormones cause cancer and this is the thing that's very very important to understand the data on that. 1931 was the first time scientists isolated the molecule testosterone. By 35 was the first treatment actually to women. Women had hysterectomies and they did it via pellets. A woman's breast tissue has receptors for hormones. Estrogen receptors, progesterone receptors. We, we know that because the way a, a breast sort of cycles like ovaries does, the hormones affect the, the structure, the, structure the, the gland structure. We know iodine is extremely important for breast. Iodine, to keep the glandular structure, you must pump one molecule of iodine in and two sodium ions, called the iodine, sodium iodine system. So, but when do women have their highest estrogen levels, highest est uh, progesterone levels? And oh, by the way, there's more testosterone receptors in breast tissue than there are estrogen receptors, okay? When they're young and healthy, very few cancers happen at that time usually happen when hormones are going down or gone. So when you ask is, what, about estrogen, does it cause cancer? Well, then I ask another question. There's three types of estrogens. And actually four count fetal, but there's E1, E2, and E3. E1's the most prominent as you age. E2's the most, pro, is the, it's not, it's the most potent when you're young. And interesting, in the breast tissue, Jim, E2, estradiol, actually down-regulates its own receptor production and increases the anti, the progesterone receptor site. So it's actually anti-cancer growing in the breast. So from 1935 to 19 to 2002, 77 years of literature, virtually every major paper said nothing about hormones causing breast cancer. Then the famous WHI paper came out. There's a phenomenal book called Estrogen Matters that takes that, that whole study apart. But when that paper came out though, I called Dr. Michelle, one of the most famous OBGYNs in the world. Though I talked about the paper, I said, We've been trained to give that. And we had a long conversation. He, he recommended I still can educate my patient and keep them on that. But this study was very interesting. The Wall Street Journal, New York Times, whatever came out the next day in the paper was hormones cause breast cancer. Well, in that study was not hormones. It was Premarin, 
which is pregnant female horse urine, which is predominantly estro, estro and the E1 again, the, the, the horse version of that. The progesterone arm was not progesterone, but progestin called Provera. So one arm was Premarin by itself. By the way, it did not increase breast cancer. The other arm was Premarin plus Provera. That arm increased breast cancer 24%. But even look detailed in the data, it was skewed for older people and things like that as well. So other risk factors, again, estrogen matters can't look any better at that. But two years later, three years later, Dr. Firenero in France did two major studies. He wanted to see what the culprit was. So he had 134,000 women in study. He gave them estrogen, bioidentical, and progesterone, bioidentical. That arm decreased breast cancer, decreased it 10% because it mimicked the, bio, the theory behind a, a younger biochemistry. The other arm was estradiol, bioidentical, and Provera, the synthetic progesterone called progestins. It increased breast cancer 69%. Just because it's a progestin does not make it equal to progesterone. That seems to be the culprit mainly in that, in that study. So there's some great studies out of Europe showing actually women who have breast cancer who go on bioidentical pellets, estrogen, testosterone together actually decrease reoccurrence. But in America, it's important to understand, we follow the guidelines. You cannot give a bioidentical hormone of, test, of estrogen to a person who had breast cancer for the first five years. But the studies show, and uterine cancer two years, but there's a thing called BRCA, which is a gen we know that's a genetic form. About five percent of breast cancers are that way. But the studies there show it's better to give bioidentical to give hormones in general. They they group them all together for the protection of the heart and the brain and the bone than the risk of it causing cancer. That's for the high, that's for the highest risk person. So when we talk about synthetic versus bioidentical mm -hmm. in this case. It's not synthetic testosterone that's causing the the uptick in cancer, it's the other synthetics you just described. Right, it's, it's the progesterone. Not even, not even, the, not even the synthetic, um, the synthetic premarin did not. Johns Hopkins went back and looked at that paper. Again, I can't stress the book, Estrogen Matters, it's phenomenal. Hopkins went back and looked at how many potential lives were saved by stopping Prempro, that's the name of, that's the one it was. They picked that because that was the one that was most used the most. And they found 19 to 19,000 19, to 91,000 extra lives were cost by stopping because of the increase in breast, uh, dementia and cardiovascular disease. And then they went back and looked at the women who had breast cancer and said how they're doing. They were living longer. They had breast cancer, but longer is less dementia and cardiovascular disease. So that's why it's important to understand that. Now, Jim, they're doing some studies mainly in Europe where they're actually with, with breast tumors they're putting testosterone pellets around the tumor prior to uh, treatment. They're not doing that in the U.S.? Uh, some places, yes, but it's yeah. not standard care. This is obviously studies going on now. So um, you want to discuss the 2002 Women's Health Initiative? Is that, is that, that what you talked about that before? The, okay, great. That was um, it. And also, but the Premarin arm, the, the arm that's, in th that's the horse estrogen, the Premarin arm had decreased colon cancer, decreased osteoporosis, but it did affect liver and clots because it's orally taken. So again, I was looking, when we started doing this was uh, optimal bio, was can I get the benefits and decrease the risk factors tremendously? And that, that's why I went back to the idea of the structure and I can't stress this enough. Bioidentical is no marketing thing. This is important. Pharmacy companies with all their great work they're doing, they, they cannot own organic molecule. They can't patent it. So they got to manipulate or invent another one. But when you look at endogenous, 
and that's what our body makes it. All bioidentical is, is a copy of that. And again, the Mayo Clinic's definition of it is uh, called body recognizes as same, not foreign. And that's important. So then the body knows how to utilize it, to metabolize it, and to eliminate it. Nothing special, not messed up. The synthetic arm and testosterone, um, there, I've talked before, there's three subgroups. There's uh, the ester, which is, um, testosterone molecule bound to this, this group that allows it to stick in the muscle and last a little longer. There's one called 19 nor testosterone, which is also an injection. And then one's called the seven, uh, 17 alkylation, which allows to take oral. That one affects the liver. They're all beneficial, but there are more side effects of blood clots and blood pressure. But the big one for all three of those, Jim, has been shown, a great book out of Belgium that shows it increases neuronal death. So there's some studies to increase dementia as you age. The bioidentical, just the opposite. It causes brain to t- make more brain, neuroplasticity. I mean, to me, I'm a male, um, but the, this this whole concept that hormones cause cancer, breast cancer in this case, mm-hmm. it's very cloudy. I think if you're just the average yep. woman and you're trying to figure out, you know, whether or not, you know, BHRT, you mm-hmm. know, is going to be good for you or not. Right. Um, very few people are going to go dig deep in these studies to see what was actually, you know, given. So. What's some of the advice you can give, uh, you know, the typical patient that's looking, um, you know, for hormone treatment at this point? Most women who get breast cancer were never on hormones. The highest hormones in their life is when they're younger and having babies. Right. But I'm talking about ones that haven't had cancer. Right. I'm talking about yeah. that haven't had cancer. I'm talking right. this. So you start looking logically. It's like, so when their highest hormone levels and endogenous are that, there's very, very rare cancers in young people. It happens when you, I have, I draw this diagram where I put people born, they go to heaven, there's menopause. Where's heart attack? Where's breast cancer? Where's stroke? Where's dementia? It's on this side. How does it differ on this side versus this side? No testosterone, no estrogen, no progesterone. So I believe these things are keep you healthy. So that's, that's important. It is very, very, very complicated. And I got that. In our new book called Restore, it's coming out, I think Forbes published late in late March, early March of next year. In my breast cancer section, Jim, what I did was in the section, not at the back of the book, I put 83 references, 83 right there on that page. Estrogen Matters on the beginning of their book has multiple studies showing the benefits. In Europe, again, by the, uh, the, um, Menopause treatment, they're showing this shows none of that. Very interesting though, we're one of the few countries that don't believe women even need testosterone. And test, again, testosterone is about 30 to 50, 30, 50 times higher in women than estrogen when they're younger. There's more estrogen receptors and uh, testosterone receptors in breast tissue than there are estrogen receptors. It's again, do you want an 18, 20 year old hormones or do you want a 80 year old hormones? And the question, but Greg, I age, part of aging. I'm not anti-aging, I love aging. There's wisdom with aging. I love all that. But I believe we should look at aging as a disease. Again, the book called Ageless goes through that in very good detail. So if we could look and nip these things off in the bud, the problem is, Jim, cancer is so, a woman as they age, the number one cause is not breast cancer or death. It's cardiovascular disease. And this protects that. That's why it's important to look at overall numbers. I think we do, Jim, we talk about what do the patient. I walk through the numbers, look at the, look at the data on that. So I noticed recently that I read that the they're dropping the age um, requirement for uh, they're lowering it for uh, mammograms it's to forty now. Um, any thoughts on that? Why torn on that? As an OB, I, I stayed the standard. It was thirty-five to forty a baseline, forty every year of the year, forty uh, fifty um, 
50 every year. I think that's the standard they should follow. Uh, I, I can't stress enough, self-exam is very important. Again, most early cancers are found by self-exam. So yeah, that's still finding it, but we're talking earlier, how can, how can we, I hate the word perfect, but I'm not a cancer doctor, but how, what's the cause you find the prevention? So again, it goes back to, you look, there's a good book called The 100 Year Lie about the FDA, and it shows our cancer rate was 1% back then. Yes, we live less, I got it, I understand that. But why do we have less cancer? Why do we have less diabetes? And I think we have 90% of our food we have today, we didn't have then. I think it's so multifactorial, Jim, it's not just one thing. So again, sleep is wonderful, eating is wonderful, these things are crucially important. But I think the, the confusion part is, Jim, when you look at just a sheer numbers, look at the body. What we're gonna die of mostly, brain and heart and can you know, those kind of things, hormones help keep those things more vitalized. So, but if your risk factors, we got to keep that lie in that. But again, the highest risk factor for breast is BRCA. And the American, you know, the Oncology Society recommends BRCA be treated with hormones for the prevent, for the helping of dementia and cardiovascular disease. For those that have gone through breast cancer and their post-treatment, yep. you know, a lot of them are still on medication. Yep. Um, what are some of the positives and negatives to that, that medication? Well, the bottom line is when they get to, again to a stage ER, what kind of is it a aromatase inhibitor? Is it surgery? Is it chemo? There's a bunch of prospects. So we always recommend you, you follow up, get your plan done. But when you start having no uh, estrogen, uh, estrogen treatment, what happens is the vagina changes dramatically. You lose more bone rapidly. We know the brain needs the hormones. So we'll start testosterone earlier. Uh, and then after the five years, we could add the estrogen back to them. And when we do, we have, we have scores of women that have this. If I, we have oncologists here in town refers me patients after the five years because of the, uh, the protection of the heart and the brain. And the bottom, it's really important to understand that peeing and pooping is crucial as you age. And the, they get their life back that way, Jim. So there's, just the fear of the death of cancer, you look at the numbers, is very small compared to what's gonna happen if you don't keep your hormone levels or your health higher. So we just go over the, da the data. But is it, aren't some post-treatments after surgeries, after whatever, um, they're on some type of hormone? Oh yeah, this orbitis inhibitor. So, so these medications, they turn off the production of the hormone. And estrogen has an alpha receptor and a beta receptor. It's important too. Alpha is pro-growth, beta is negative growth, simple. E1, which dominates as you age, is five to one alpha. The E2, which is when you're younger and the more potent one, is neutral. So therefore, it's more protective in the breast tissue again. So I'm trying to, re I'm trying to replicate the young biochemistry in the breast, in the body, in the brain, the heart, by keeping the levels of those numbers. And again, testosterone has been shown now to be very beneficial um, to anti-cancer protection. Fascinating as always. You have 15 seconds left. Anything it, else you want to add? Very personal decisions. This is extremely uh, you know, difficult. Please do your research, spend your time, and get all your questions answered regardless. That's bottom line. Clock Talk with Dr. Greg Brennan.